You're listening to Fish Food, where we present bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 25 minutes or less. Keep listening for interviews, guidance, and resources for freelancers and small businesses. And if you enjoy, rate and subscribe to let others know about the gym you found. Now, let's get started. Welcome to Fish Food. Um, Today we're going to be talking about common deductible expenses. And you may be asking, although you probably are not, uh, why are we talking about this? And the reason is because deductible expenses are really one of the best ways to reduce your tax burden. So if we hear the old mantra that it takes money to make money, if you're going to spend all of that money to run your business, you might as well be able to get a tax deduction for it. Um, It's really important that you keep track of and claim the appropriate deductions because it'll offset the income that you made, but you want to ensure that you're doing it correctly so that you can avoid a letter from the feds. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, Common deductions, some examples of when you'll run into them, but first we will start with some vocabulary words. The first word is deductible. Um, Deductible expenses are allowable by the IRS to offset income. So if you think about business expenses as the cost of carrying on your business, deductible expenses are those that you're allowed to use on your tax return to offset income. The second um, vocabulary word for today that we have said in earlier episodes, but just to remind you, is the Schedule C. And the Schedule C is the form that you're going to use to report your self-employed income and expenses. Um, if you're a sole proprietor or a sole member LLC, you are going to, excuse me, file it with your regular individual tax return, but it's going to be a separate form. All right, so the third term that we're going to define today is ordinary and necessary. So for an expense to be deductible, the IRS requires that it be an ordinary and necessary expense. So ordinary means that it's typical to your business or trade. Um, If you are a hairstylist, all of the types of tools, um, supplies, Um, hair items that you'll need, those would be ordinary to the type of business that you're doing. Necessary, the IRS says that it means that it's helpful and appropriate, but not indispensable. So what I want to remind you is just because you could do the business without it doesn't mean it's unnecessary. If it helps your business move more efficiently, um, even if it's not a quote requirement, you can still deduct this expense. So before I get into common deductible expenses, I want to make a point um, about something that comes up a lot in questions, which is that the main thing that the IRS is concerned with is that you incurred the expense at all. So don't get too caught up in which bucket it goes into. You want to be as accurate and as consistent as you can, but you don't have to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out whether, say, business cards should go in advertising or office expenses. At the end of the day, the IRS is less concerned about that than they are that you spent money on business cards in the first place. So let's go through a couple of common deductible expenses that you may run into. The first is advertising. I always bring this one up first because it is first on your Schedule C, and it is one of the most common that almost all business types are going to run into. So if you think about online ads, um, flyers, websites, business cards, anything that promotes your business that you have to pay for is going to be a deductible expense to you. 
The next thing is supplies. And this is going to depend on the kind of work that you do. So like I said earlier, if you're a hairstylist, you might have one set of supplies. And if you're an artist, you might have a different kind of supplies. But either way, if it's ordinary and necessary to the type of business that you do, you're going to be able to deduct that. The third one that comes up a lot um, is meals. So way, way long ago, before the new Tax and Jobs Cut Act, you used to be able to deduct meals and entertainment. Now entertainment is no longer deductible, but meals are, and they're deductible at 50%. So the thing that I like to remind people is these are business meals. So meetings with clients, meetings with leads, office snacks, um, and meals. But if you work for yourself and you take yourself out to lunch, that is not a deductible expense. You may still end up putting it or uh, putting it on your business card or paying it from business funds, but you're not going to be able to deduct that expense when it comes time to um, file your return. Training and professional development. So this is going to be any kind of training that you go into, whether that's a webinar, some kind of online training, a conference or professional development um, session that you go to. Not only is the cost of that conference or training deductible to you, but also the next thing, which is parking and tolls. So the method by which you get there is deductible. If you took the train or you took an Uber, that's going to be a deductible expense. But also if you drove and you parked or you had to drive through some annoying tolls, all of that is going to be a deductible expense to you as well. Okay, so let's move to home office. The home office comes up a lot because a lot of people think that it's going to be a flag to the IRS and don't want to take advantage of the deduction, but that's not true. You just want to be accurate about how you file for it. So the rule with the home office is that it has to be regularly and exclusively used for business. Regularly, meaning that it's more than the ad hoc chance that you happen to be working from home every once in a while, and exclusively meaning that you don't use that space or that room for anything else. Um, that means if your guest bedroom is also your office, that is not a deductible expense. But for example, I've seen people who have a closet that they converted into an office and they don't use it for anything else. Lucky you, you get to claim that as a deduction on your taxes. So you're going to take the square footage of your home office as a proportion of the square footage of your entire place. And you're going to be able to use that percentage against rent, against mortgage interest and real estate taxes, um, utilities, repairs, all of that. You're going to be able to take a percentage and claim that as a deduction against your income. Remember that this is only deductible to you if you're self-employed. So if you work for someone and you work from home, every once in a while you're not going to be able to take this home office deduction mileage all right so the thing about car and truck expenses is that it requires that you track mileage for the year and you're going to track two numbers you're going to track your business miles so how many miles that you drove for business use whether um, to and from events to and from meals um, to and from a space you can deduct all of those miles and you need to track the total miles that you drove for the year. The reason that that's important is because much like your home office, you're going to be able to deduct the percentage of business miles as a total of or as a percentage of your total miles. So there's two ways that you can claim um, car and truck expenses when it comes to mileage. The first is actual. So if you take all of the money that you spent on driving, whether that's gas um, oil changes, repairs, and you take that percentage that we talked about earlier and multiply against it, you can take that amount as a car and truck expense. However, it's almost more advantageous 
for you to take the standard mileage rate, which means that you take your total business miles, you multiply them by the standard mileage rate, which is set by the IRS every year, and you get to take that amount. I highly recommend that you try both if you think that it may be advantageous and just know that you'll get the bigger of the two. Your cell phone. So this one goes missed a lot because a lot of people don't pay for their cell phone via their business account. And so they kind of forget to take the deduction. But your cell phone is going to be a deductible expense to you, again, for its business use. And so you want to estimate how much you use your phone for business versus how much you use it overall. Multiply that against the total that you spent on your cell phone and bills for the year. And you're going to deduct that as an expense against income as well. All right, so the last one I want to talk about today are legal and professional fees. And so some of this is really straightforward. Your lawyer, your accountant, um, you're going to make sure that you deduct the expenses that you pay them for any services that they provided to your business for the year. But also a graphic designer, really anyone who provides service to you um, as your business can fall under legal and professional service. One thing that I want to remind you is you may also categorize some of these people as contractors. That's fine. Like I said early on, it's really less important what bucket they go in and more that you can support the expense that you incurred. So what do I want you to walk away with? Well, one, I have a free gift for you. There's a link in the show notes that will give you a cheat sheet of sorts that will walk you through some common deductible expenses that we talked about today, a couple that we may not have discussed, just so that you have a sense of what you should be tracking throughout the year. Um, Speaking of tracking throughout the year, do that. Do not wait until the end of the year, until it's tax season, to start trying to figure out what expenses you incurred. It makes it much harder than it has to be. Um, And so I highly recommend that you check out some kind of accounting system to help you track that before we get to April 15th. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, there's good news. We've got additional free resources for you to get clear on your small business finances. Subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter by heading to littlefishaccounting.com slash subscribe and check us out on Instagram at littlefishaccounting.